0: At Westlakes, when most weeks were defeats, to make it look sold
1: out. Probably didn't notice, but we'd put some tops on some seeds.
0: to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds. Joining me today we have Milky. Hello. And Vaughn. Hello. Now we are coming off, and I won't make this any lighter, a really shit performance against Richmond that I am blaming Shaw completely for our loss. Milky, what were your thoughts?
1: I think the biggest issue everyone that I've read comments issue with the game was the fact that we were up, I think it was 32 points at half time, and then we lost from there at home. If it was a seesawing, no one got further than two goals in front. I think everyone would have been much happier because it was closer, tighter. But to give up, I think it was like 50 points a second in that second half. I think we only kicked three goals. That's just the deplorable effort that I think is the reason why everyone's so upset and so hurt. I don't know if it was the bye. I don't know if it was we were too reliant on Jeddah and Jeddah sure. tagged out. Or if it was sure, or if it was just sheer laziness, or arrogance, or the fact that Franklin became a puddle of mud after he got reported—I don't know what it was, but it was—it was it a was disappointing second
0: half to watch. what were your thoughts on the game?
1: Pretty expensive puddle of mud.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man.
2: Um, a few things: hitouts and clearances. We broke even with. Uh, Richmond, and I know that that's not really saying too much, but a lot of people every single week on the board like to bang on about that, and I just want to prove that you can also win those stats and not win the game. So at the end of the day, stats aren't indicative of everything. Um, other thing as well, I know it's a loss, and it was a very poor loss, and I don't want to make any excuses for it because it was absolutely atrocious. Like You should not be giving up a 40-ish point lead. That but it I don't know, whatever, a shit ton, but it's like a lot of people are just acting as though you know we've we've I don't know compromised our culture. Like a few of the threads that have been up have just been a bit funny, and it just kind of makes me think that you should play four quarters, but you can't possibly dominate every single minute of those four quarters. And I guess what I have an issue with is when we are clearly on top with momentum. We don't capitalise to our full extent. I don't mind if we have patches, 10-minute patches of a quarter where, you know, like Richmond, they went ahead and kicked, like, what, seven unanswered goals or something. Um, So it's just like that's... We are more than capable of doing that, but we elect not to. So that's just something that absolutely shits me. Hawthorne are the other team that, when they get momentum, they just absolutely... They put on so much scoreboard pressure, and that's something that... We don't do. I'm not sure if it's because we don't have good avenues to goal or if we just don't have an attacking mindset. But, yeah, it's it's cost us a few times. And I think it's pretty – I think last few weeks we've had pretty easy opponents. Gold Coast, Carlton, they've kind of covered over the fact that we have a pretty average ruck division and a an even shitter back line. Um, our hard-running midfields definitely glossed over that. So, yeah, that got pretty exposed. Uh, against Richmond, yeah, it was just a pretty shit game to watch. Pretty frustrating. We had a chance to win it as well in the last few minutes, and McVeigh and Rowan couldn't 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 put it through. And yeah, only positive was Jack played a good game. Rowan played a good half. Yeah,
1: we lost our midfield ability to kick goals. I've noticed this year too. I think that was like one of the few times I've ever seen Kennedy kick a goal on the weekend. We've just lost that ability for our mids to be confident to kick a goal. They're constantly looking for Franklin, looking for Tippett, and when they have a set shot anywhere from 35, 55 metres out, they're constantly looking for Tippett and Franklin, but because of it's a set shot, they've got like five men on them. It's it's bad.
0: I also want to um, point out that um, you said Shaw had a good half. Yeah. Um, he wasn't I didn't say actually... Sure. I said Rowan. Oh, no, sure. Sorry, yeah, Rowan. <laughs> You've got I... your
2: mind on shore.
0: <laughs> I am going to tear into shore so badly. It's going to be fantastic. Um, no, but Rowan, you said he had a good half. In the second half, you spent a fair bit of time in the back line, and I don't think he was that bad down there. He had a fair few one percenters, Um I, I think, in all honesty, and it's been cut out a little bit due to basically the end result, but I still think it was probably Rowan's best game he's had at the club.
2: It was definitely his best game, but what I just don't understand is if Buddy's not firing and Tippett's not really... Like, I know he played a semi-decent game, but Tippett, as Milky said, went to shit in the last quarter. I don't know why we, moved, we didn't move him further up the goal and put Rowan back in the forward line, or more on the ground, like on the field, as he was playing in the first half. I don't know why we put him into the back line. But,
0: but. I, I think a lot of the um, game on the weekend could actually just be attributed to Longmire being outcoached in the second half. Like we um didn't. They would allow us to get a lot of um, ball outside in the second half, but they had extra numbers on the outside, which would apply pressure and just force our entire disposal efficiency coming out of the midfield to really basically turn to... Whacking on the boot, long and in hope, which never really works. When we're at our best running for the midfield, and we showed that at times in the first half, is when we get a handball and flick it around the back. That's the reason why a lot of the time we lose the clearance. But because we've kept players on the outside, it allows us to basically impact the scoreboard and look a lot better in the midfield by a hard running whilst in the second half when we were especially getting rattled by Richmond on the weekend, we were throwing extra players at the ball. So at times we had like all going on the inside. We had Parker, Kennedy and Hanabree all playing inside when Hanabree was predominantly on the outside in the first half. We had no one on the outside to apply pressure, so Richmond were getting a lot of easy clearances, which was really annoying.
1: To go back onto your Rowan point, I don't think Rowan can play four quarters of football yet. Like I don't think he's legs are quite there I think he needs another pre-season to do it so basically want to almost consider him playing the sub again like he did against Fremantle and bring him on sometime in the second half where he can really have an impact because he was so good in that first half it was fantastic but then he faded away I don't know if that was I think that was an endurance thing so I think he might be better off suited into a sub or a Holding him back. I I,
0: first half. I actually have to disagree here. I don't think it would have been an endurance thing on the weekend. It's basically our disposal until our 450 turned shit. We weren't getting it past the centre of the ground, and then we moved him to defence to try and stop the glut. If you change a player's role halfway through a match, and Rowan has very good um, physical attributes, except for maybe his endurance. Like you did touch on that, but um, his speed and mobility are great, but he's never been a heavy ball-getter. He doesn't show a lot of intelligence when playing. So I think that could have possibly been affected by... um, Not affected, that uh, could have um, possibly been... Changing his position in the middle of a game could rattle him a little bit. I think Rowan's the type of player it'd be best if we leave him in one role and just let him develop from there. I didn't agree with shifting him around the ground.
2: I don't think I'd like to see him as sub either. If if it's his endurance we're trying to build up. You don't I don't know, you wouldn't play a you wouldn't play a guy you know for a quarter and as, as long my uses it for 10 minutes. So it's like, you know, we'd be we'd just be kind of killing his fitness actually if we just let him come on for 10 minutes, especially if we want to look long term into finals.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a really good valid point for. Um, Oh,
2: and the grand final. Considering now we're going to make it because we beat Richmond. (laughs) I mean, sorry, we lost to Richmond, and apparently they're like the little, you know, the little guide for who makes the grand final. (laughs) It's going to be us versus Rio. Put your house on it, and if you lose your house, don't come to me.
1: (laughs) Rest in peace, Robbie.
0: (laughs) Uh, One thing I did actually want to bring up on the weekend, um, and people will call it sour grapes, but. The umpiring decisions did go both ways. Like, did anyone else find it really stressing on the weekend how start and stop the umpires made the match?
2: Yes, like it, I actually made this comment fifty thousand fucking times. Sorry, I made this comment so many times in the first quarter. All I could hear was the whistle, and it like it didn't even. I didn't felt. I didn't feel like the umpiring favoured us a lot or favoured them a lot I just thought it was just really badly umpired like they would just elect to pick the most inconsistent decisions which two seconds later they wouldn't even apply like half of the ruck free kicks like I don't even know if they're in the rule book it's it's just so arbitrary the ones that they did decide to pick out
0: not to mention the 50 meter penalty for abuse with Four minutes left in the game. That was a new one. Like you, you see people talk back to the umpire all the time, and it didn't look that bad.
1: He must have swore. That's usually when they call us when they get sworn at. But I do, agree, I have to agree. The umpiring, there was too much umpiring. Yes, some some favorable decisions went our way with the 50 meters that Smith got and the 50 meters that they got against Jones. So the umpiring was fair, but there was just way too much of it. I think there was nearly 40 free kicks in the whole game. 42.
0: 21 Ridic- free kicks aside.
1: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. And
0: I think it was eight or seven 50-meter penalties in a game, yeah. which is nuts. And out of those, I think four of them was in the last quarter alone, which is just... Like, we want a spectacle in the game to watch. Like, And they're trying to promote fast-flowing football. You keep on doing this start-stop stuff with the umpires. It's going to hurt the game.
1: Yeah.
2: 50-meter penalties should be, like, the ultimate penalty in football. Like, it should be for when you, I don't know, like, knock out – okay, maybe not knock out – but when you, I don't know, start a punch on with a player or or, or you do something actually serious. I don't – I know it's, like, within the rules, and I know that that's how it's been applied. Like, I just don't like how you can give away 50 meters by going two steps over the mark.
1: See, like, I disagree with that one. I like it. I like the fifty meter penalty being used as a deterrent. And if you keep breaking the rule, like if you get warned once to get back on the line, if you don't do it, you've been warned. Could be we pulled. just
0: bring back the I fifteen meter penalty? Have it
2: if it's like clearly marked where the person is, but sometimes, especially with the whole play on, like sometimes, like the the umpire like will call play on or whatever, but because they can't, sorry, what they won't call play on and they can't hear it, so you, then they come forward.
0: Do you guys believe it may actually be a possibility to bring back the 15-metre penalty?
1: Nah, clubs will um, abuse it too much like they did in the past, which is why they extended it to 50 metres.
0: I think having a 15-metre and a 50-metre penalty in a game is actually... wouldn't be to work. Like, a 15-metre penalty would be a first offence, and if you repeat after, it could be a 50.
2: I just think 50 metres... that's a huge penalty. Like, that's... I don't know. That's just... yeah.
1: Just, just follow the big rules. The rules are there. Follow them. Won't get it. Yeah, the
2: rules are there, but rules always require interpretation, and it's where it's the interpretation that comes into it. Like, I mean, you know, like that Ted Richards. Like, I know this is going back two games, but he didn't go off the line, but that the umpire's interpreted as that he did, and that wasn't the, what the majority thought. I just don't think you should. I don't think one individual should have so much importance in deciding fifty meters. I think
1: mean, that that. That one in particular was was a mistake, and mistakes do happen, but I think the overall umpiring of the Richmond game was poor for both sides, but overall, the umpiring this year I think's been relatively okay
0: now the um other issue and I've been looking forward to talking about this one for a while and I really wish uh Swans was here, so I will oh, this fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> I will smash into the topic about talking about Sir Swans as cat. No, in all seriousness, though, how fucking hopeless is Shaw getting at the moment? He is now a massive liability in our back line. I was reading yesterday, out of Richmond's 14 goals, eight of them involved chains of play, including Shaw, which is... Far too much for a short defender.
1: Was he, he the one turning over the ball, which led to a goal, or was, did he like hand bust to someone he who had, kicked it He had and then
0: five over? turnovers in chains that um, involved in goals to Richmond, and the other three were direct one on one contests, which he lost. Um, it says a lot that he played as a small defender on the weekend and had a grand total of. Zero one percenters. He laid zero tackles as well, which is fantastic. Like, that is just, that's really good work for a small defender. Like, I I understand if they think, okay, his defense is a little bit shoddy, but he's got good defensive capabilities. But his defense is shit. He can't win a one-on-one contest to save himself. And he doesn't directly really mark a man. I I don't really know what he does in defense. (laughs) He takes the easiest forward every week, and he still manages to leak one or two, maybe three goals, which isn't great. Like What exactly, Like, and you guys can maybe help out, point this out to me, what is he offering in our team in defense? If you say he's experience, I'd like to think that we're getting enough experience in defense from Richards and Grundy. And it, you can even say Layla's got a, enough experience now to really make a difference down the defence. Or McVeigh.
2: I don't think it's just experience. Okay, rightly or wrongly, um, I don't think it's just experience. I think it's also that whether he finishes off or not, he provides run out of the half-back line. And I know McVeigh does do that, um, but, you know, like I don't – I think we touched on it last week. I don't. I personally don't think Shaw's feeling Malceski's role, but at the same time, we've relied on him to, you know, kind of take the game on a lot more. And Laidlaw, Rampy, Smith, those other halfbacks—they've never really been one to kind of kick it forward. I think that's something that I'm not saying that Shaw's doing a good job of it, but it's definitely a an avenue that he's providing that our other half-back flankers just aren't at the moment.
0: Rampy does more rebounds from inside 50 than Shaw. Shaw had, on the weekend, three rebound 50s. Rampy had seven. And out of ramp, everyone talks about how many clangers and everything Rampy makes. He made zero clangers on the weekend, which is pretty good for Rampy. And um, he also helps man up a defensive option a lot better than Shaw. Smith is a lot better defensively, may not have much rebound, but generally when he is kicking, unless it's a goal on the weekend, he is a relatively good kick and usually hits a target. Shaw doesn't... Like, okay, yeah, he's there to provide run, but he doesn't really hit a target so a run is really useless to begin with and he doesn't do anything defensively. I don't, I don't I see it unless he's there to offer leadership and experience.
1: I think he was there to provide a run and carry option as well. That's why he's still there. He doesn't have the same kick as chesky did, which is one of the reasons why his turnovers are so obvious because he's playing that... It's quite a hard role in our team, that half-back flanker to get the ball forward and to... I'll start our offense because how many times it goes back in defense first before we launch forward. That's kind of how we play, so that is quite difficult for us. That's why it gets noticed a lot more. But I can't remember who I saw post it. I think it was Puns, maybe Sir Swans. I'm not 100 percent sure. Said putting Shaw as a small forward could work. I would like. I wouldn't mind seeing that because. His turnovers in the back half
0: are... If we're to play Shaw as a small forward, I'd rather him get dropped and we play Jack as a small forward. Brandon, variety.
2: I'm really interested to see what happens with the ins and outs uh, next week, especially because um, Heaney, hashtag corny for Heaney, um, and Ben are both playing in the NIFL, uh this weekend. So if provided they have... Good games. I don't know if we'll bring them both back. Maybe we start Ben and Sub Heaney. I would be really interested to see if Shaw keeps keeps his position because you know Jones. I hope Jones gets another run at it, and with our suspensions, he probably will. Um, I'd really like to see Jones actually start, maybe in that half back line that Shaw's currently feeling.
1: Oh. oh, sorry, go.
0: Oh, go ahead, Milky.
1: Oh, cute.
0: I think I
1: would like to see either Pike or Nankervis. Nankervis?
0: Nankervis.
1: Nankervis, thank you. I'm um, in for Tippett. Whether uh, it's Pike, if Pike's fit, or if he's not, give him a week and then bring in Nankervis. I'd like to see how he plays. I think he's leading, equal leading, our needful goal kicking, if memory serves me correctly. So I'd like to see how he goes as a forward and a ruck option. Because I like Derek's as a forward. He presented quite well as a forward on the weekend in the ruck. Yes, he is awful, but... As a forward I think he did well, so I think maybe with Nancurvis taking a bit more ruckload, that might be good to see, or Pike, if Pike's fit, obviously. And I would like to see either Jack or Towers in as a small forward for Franklin.
0: I think Towers will come in after his game on the weekend. He's been in decent form recently, he's kicking a couple of goals and he can actually provide a um almost like a third tall forward option. He has a height and leap to be able to do it. So I can see, um, I can actually see him coming in. Um, Nankervis is interesting because whilst he, um, showed a lot of forms of forward last year and especially at under 18s level as a, um, goal kicking Ruckman, um, on the weekend he, um, got 48 hit outs, 16 disposals and was considered one of the best on ground, um, was very, very good in the rock, um, in the reserves, according to Grimlock and a few other people who have watched the game. So I wouldn't mind is coming in to decide if Pike is still out injured. I'm really hope I think it'll be Tippett and obviously Franklin out this week, seeing they've both been suspended for one week and... Oh, please, for the love of God, let it be sure. But for some reason, I think he's blowing off Longmire in the coaches' rooms to keep his role. Um, so let's say he somehow miraculously keeps his place. I think it'll be Towers and Jack in for the other two. And we'll play um, Jones, not as a sub, but starting on the ground in defense along with the others. And Smith going... Oh, not Smith. um Read going up into the forward line.
2: Yeah, I don't have an issue with that. The only thing, those were my ins and outs as well. Uh, Grimlock also posted that Jack had his best game for the year, I think it was, 29 disposals.
0: Two goals, three and...
2: Yeah, something, a pretty, pretty good game and I've always been a fan of seeing more of Jack, so he'll probably start as sob and I don't have an issue with that. I don't want to see Derek play another game. Like, I, uh, I don't know, like he just... I don't even know if he's that, he's probably not that bad, but he just doesn't look like a footballer. Like, I don't know. People
0: used to say about LRT, but I love the guy. No,
2: but I don't mean physically. I mean like the way he moves and like, he's like physically, no, 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 not, but like, not like his features, not like his appearance. I've got nothing against his face or his body. This is kind of getting weird. (laughs) I've got nothing against, I, I don't know. Like,
0: is it about his package?
2: Wow, that escalated. No, nothing to do with his package. I just don't like him as a footballer. Like uh, every time I notice him, he's always making a mistake. I still remember in the last quarter he had a he had a chance to set us up for a goal and he kicked it straight to the Richmond defender. I don't know. It's just something about him makes me think that I don't think he's going to make it. Um I just don't think he's going to make it. So I wouldn't be against... And he wasn't great in the rock either. No,
0: he wasn't. He only so, had seven hit-outs in the yeah, rock on exactly. the weekend. exactly. So what
2: exactly is he Which providing? Is really no funny
0: because Sam Reed had more hit-outs at him in the weekend. And Reed only spent 12% of the time in the rock.
1: Yeah, well, well, there, up a lot. Yeah, Drop he
0: was him. third man up a lot. Um, Drop
2: him and bring in Nankervis. We don't have anything yeah. to lose.
0: Or uh, or I wouldn't if mind. I,
1: if Pike isn't fit... Got to play Derek's because we need that second tour If Pike is fit, I wouldn't object to playing Pike and Nankervis and dropping Derek's.
0: No, I actually believe we can play Nankervis and we can drop Derek's. Um, Port don't have like they've got tools, but
1: Patrick Ryder's is back this week, I believe.
0: Yeah, he will be. But and
1: he'll destroy whoever we put up there.
0: That's the reason. So then, why, why does
2: it matter? Yeah.
0: I think it'll be better if we play Nan because, unlike Derek's, at least Nan can be an option going forward.
2: Do you guys know what happened in the very, 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 very first second of the match? Derek's gave away a free kick that just set the tone for the whole evening. Nan can do a better job, or even if not a better job, just just at least break even with that performance.
0: It's actually a shame Naismith is injured because he was in a really good form in the reserves and had shown a fair bit over the preseason. I have a feeling if he had stayed fit this year, he could have even been possibly pushing Pike for the starting position, which is a bit of a shame.
1: I think Naismith will be our main rock next year.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I I can't see Pike playing on another year.
0: I think we'll keep Pike on the list next year.
1: Uh, I think it might, next year might be a phase. It yeah. They might see Pike start the couple of Naismith games by the end of it. It'll all be Naismith.
2: I don't um, think we'll have a choice. Like with the whole trade ban, we can't really get anyone. Yeah. So it's we really kind for have to. Next year. Yeah. Not even next year. This year as well. Like I, I'm confident we would have gone for a key position defender Pat or a rock.
0: Yeah. We had signed a Brisbane defender late Pat last cool. year. I unfortunately thought it was Merit at first, but then Patful came out, so must have been him. Um, it
1: was the fear that we were going to get Ryder and Patful, and then boom, we were
0: never man. in line for Ryder. I, I, know. I that know. was just people just being stupid, but we were in line for Patful, which is a bit of a shame because he would have been really nice in our defence. Yeah, uh, well, yeah,
1: it's going to be an interesting game on Thursday.
0: Are you guys? Um, how do you guys see us setting up f- up forward?
1: I don't want to see Reid in the forward line. Honestly, I think he's doing really well in defence and just in the back half the ground. I don't want to compromise that development of him by then suddenly chucking him forward because he like has to. I'd like to keep him in the back line.
0: He will be playing forward on the weekend. There's no chance that he's. Not I know. Playing I know. Forward. I
1: know he will. But I'd like to keep him there so he can eventually move into centre. Centre half back, move Grundy to full back, and then as Richards gets older, if he does play on next year, just keep him as the third tall because that's where Richards is good now. He's being shown up by full forwards, particularly marking forwards like Revolt. who absolutely tore him apart.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think we'll probably play Reed at centre half forward and use Goods out of the square on the weekend. Like Goods is. Contested marking recently has been pretty decent, and he can still show a fair bit on the ground. So I won't have any issue of us using Goods out of the square. i will be able
1: to take a shot from twenty meters
0: out for once. Exactly. I I don't have any issues with Goods being the main forward on the weekend. Just taking whoever's deep. Um, at least on the bright side, if there's a um forward fifty up for or anything, he doesn't have to move around too much or go too far up the ground. So his endurance should be good for forward fifty stoppages. Which is probably his main strength at the moment. I, yeah, I really think um, if we will have to bring in the towers or a Jack and use them as the third tall, uh, third forward, maybe um, both and, God willing, put Shaw as sub and never sub him onto the field. That'd be a first in the <laughs> AFL, and it'll be amazing. And then Shaw could actually get a bit of trivia history about himself. Which, yeah, I think you know what it would actually be a positive. What's going to
2: happen? Do you want to bet mod chip on it?
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> Anything for a mod chip,
2: on. Anything. Um, the forward setup I would like to do is the one that we did earlier against them in the year, and it seemed to work quite well. I know we don't have uh, Buddy as the centre half forward kind of thing, but Rowan and Towers applying defensive pressure in the forward line was good. I don't know if Reed will go back. Oh, sorry, go forward. But I don't know. I don't want to make him our focal target because I just don't think he's – I just don't think that's how we should use him. I, I just like to see uh, Rowan, Towers and – even if we don't like, even if we don't mimic the exact setup we've been having, we want a premiership with no forwards. Essentially, we want a premiership with midfielders who could run forward and kick goals. I don't want to see that attribute of our game gone just because we recruited these two high-profile, crap tons of money forward. Like it's, it's obviously like in the Richmond game, we could see that our midfielders, you know, they they lacked a bit of polish around goal. I wouldn't mind. Like, Port aren't in fantastic form. Port have been shocking this year. And I don't think they'll be as bad as they were against Melbourne. But I still... I'm not saying that it's a gimme, but I don't think that it would be the most terrible idea to just kind of play around with our forward structure a bit. Because what happens if Buddy goes down with an injury in, like, you know, the finals or something? So, we'll yeah. Rowan, Towers and midfielders go nuts.
1: I'd like to say that, too. I can't believe our mids have just... I think they've just lost confidence in their ability to kick goals. And I think this would be a really good opportunity to get them to remember and refine that confidence that they can kick goals from 35, 40 metres out and not just having to look for Tippett and Franklin all the time.
0: That will be interesting. Um, Do you guys have any predictions for this weekend's match?
1: Swans, but by by no more than three goals. Vaughn? Yeah,
2: Sydney by like (laughs) seventy. Seventy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I just have this feeling.
0: I'm in a bit of a doomsday mood, so I'm going Port Adelaide by two goals.
2: Come on, maybe if it was at Adelaide Oval, it's at the SCG.
1: No, we have a better record at Adelaide Oval than we do... Yeah, I'll Adelaide. pay
2: that. But, like, it's it's the SCG. If there was a ground where having no forwards is an issue, like, obviously, yeah, MCG. But at the SCG, it's such a... You know, we play that ground so well, I think we'll get away with not having Tipper and Buddy. And even if we don't have them, like, watching Port this year, their game plan has been worked out. And, and Ken is just... He just seems very... Um, he just doesn't seem to make a lot of match day decisions. And I don't know, maybe horse isn't the best coach in the world on game day, but I, I rate him higher and I, I just, I think we'll win. Like, if we control Wingard, I think we'll win Gray. quite comfortably.
0: Wingard, Gray. But he's
1: one... It, the, them and Ryder, the three I'm worried about on the weekend.
0: I'm not worried about Ryder. His form has been pretty goddamn shit. But... I am really worried about Gray. Um, Wingard, I think Smith can do a really good job on. But I've got a really bad feeling that if Gray's forward and we keep some fucking reason, we keep sure in the team. They're matched up. He's got it one. I'm also worried about Boak in the midfield. Um, Kochin really tore us a new one in the second half and Boak's a pretty similar player. So I wouldn't mind us actually going with a pretty solid tag on him on the weekend, maybe cunning him and just seeing what happens there.
2: Still, like at the end of the day, if if the game's going to be won because of two players, we're probably a really shitty, <laughs> let's be honest.
0: We'll see exactly how well we go about Tippett and Franklin this weekend.
2: I think we'll be fine. I think we'll, I think we'll surprise ourselves. It's not as though like we were incapable as a football club before they came to us.
0: I'm not saying we're going to be incapable. In fact, we came off a
2: premiership.
0: I'm not going to say we're um, incapable. I'm just saying, like, we've got a game plan that revolves around at least having one of them, not both, which is concerning. And whilst Port have been a bit hit and miss at times this year, if they're on on the day, I think we could be in a bit of trouble. But um, that being said, they are coming off the bye, so hopefully that helps us out.
2: Join me on seventy points.
1: I hope when Tippett and Franklin do come back, I think we're playing Brisbane in Brisbane. Yes. That it's... they'll just absolutely go nuts up there and get
0: five goals each. I'm not too worried about Brisbane and Brisbane. It's the week after that's the moneymaker.
2: Guys, I don't even I don't even care about Guy, look, do you guys know who's coming back next week? It's uh, not Buddy, it's not Tippett. It's someone better than the both of them combined.
0: The God himself?
2: Exactly. We are not going to lose another football game after that. He is, Bookmark it.
0: He is pretty amazing. Like, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty horny thinking about him coming back into the <laughs> team right now. <laughs> Do you know who we're talking about, Milky?
1: McGlynn? Are you serious? Really? No, of course we're talking about the one and only Isaac Heaney.
2: He scared me for a second. God forbid he ever listens to this podcast
1: and actually like.
0: <laughs> oh no no no! I I hope I hope he listens to it because he needs to understand just how good he is.
1: You reckon he googled himself and found the first podcast? The one thing was like, like twenty things in It's
0: Probably just the first hashtag. <laughs> if you Google, I I'm said Google it actually. Yeah, I'm doing that now. I'm doing that now.
1: Are we seriously doing? <laughs> Um uh...
0: knee scared,
2: knee scared, scare,
0: scare. Hey, he's got a Twitter.
2: <laughs> it doesn't come up until it just doesn't come up. <laughs> thank God.
0: <laughs> no, not thank God, it sucks.
2: What oh. do I have what happens when good when are you type in good looking
1: Damn No nothing.
2: Need to get that trending a bit more.
0: I'm just typing in horny.
2: <laughs> As in, like, the actual spelling?
0: Or no, how he spells it. Or like the, the spells spelling? It. you it. Yeah, no, no, it comes <laughs> up. It comes up. There's only one thing better than I take in. Well If horny you type in
2: thing.
0: horny for heeny,
2: of course. No one else Googles that. <laughs> Who wakes up and decides to, oh, yeah, I'm just going to Google horny for heeny?
0: Geez, check out Keaney's guns on his um p- display picture on um Twitter.
2: This is not a creepy conversation.
1: <laughs> no, not creepy at all.
0: I uh, I think he looks stunning.
2: Are you jealous, Milky?
0: Oh uh, nah. If you're not pers-
1: jealous of Bonds frothing over another man. No, no, that's fine. Doesn't bother me at all. He's allowed a list of like three. And yeah, we, we've totally got our we've
0: got list. our list. We've got our list. Um, Milky has this as well. I, I, I'm yep. not sure I quite approve of Milky's. He's got a couple of really <laughs> odd men in there, but on there, Neil
1: Patrick Harris is a star, and I just want him to lull me to sleep.
0: No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with Neil Patrick Harris. I, I don't disagree with that.
1: Are you guys both blind?
0: No. No.
2: Okay. Does Luke make your list?
1: No, because he. Comes from my area, so.
2: What do you mean? He comes from your area?
1: As in, like.
2: He's... Are there people who look like that around your area? And can you introduce me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyways, Next time in guys. Europe, in Melbourne. Anyways, guys. I'm pretty confident that talking about me and um, Milky Sexless will go well on into the night. Thank you for listening to this week's Big Funny Podcast. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> See you later.